Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer. Father, I, I thank you for another year for my girl. I thank you for another year. Hallelujah. Cancer free. I thank you, Father, for another year, Father God. I, I thank you for her life. I thank you for the greatness on her life. I, I thank you now in Jesus' name that you continue to raise her up, oh God. A, another year, oh God, where she's able, oh God, to fulfill every dream in her life, oh God. And I'm going to be able to pay off everything that she desires to have. Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name that she remains the head and not the tail that she remains above and not beneath I, I thank you right now in Jesus name for her being a rock in this church being a pillar in my life and in our community so father we thank you can we celebrate can we celebrate Pastor Cheney on today hallelujah maybe you look so beautiful hallelujah Baby, you look so beautiful on today in your red dress. Hallelujah. You got me thinking about Johnny Gill. Put on your red dress. Slip on them high heels. Oh, y'all can go ahead and play. You know what I'm, I'm married. I can talk like that. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I can. You know, she, she's my girl. Oh, she don't like Johnny Gill. She's like, she like two occasions by baby face. <laughs> I love you so much. Welcome to the Rock Church, the place where your life matters. Jesus matters and worship matters. Hallelujah. I want you to go to the book of James. I want to minister to you today. Father, thank you for this moment as we encounter your word today. I want to welcome you to a new series on faith that walks. Over the years, you all have heard me teach on faith and what it means and how it works in our lives. But over the next few weeks, I, I would like to reapproach this matter of faith from another perspective. When we think about faith, faith for many is a big, scary word that for some of us seems like God is going to take everything away from us. We won't be able to enjoy life. Many perceive faith as something that only belongs to religious people and preachers that are trying to say, take something from them. Often the teachings of faith are more relatable to prosperity. However, I would like to present this Faith Walk series with an optic that focuses on the suffering faith in the life of the believer. Can I really talk to you today? You don't really have tried, tested, proven faith until you go through something in your life. When we look around us today, this generation wants everything easy. They don't want the pain. They don't want the burden. They want faith with no test. They want faith with no trial. They want faith with no suffering. We want a cross with no suffering. 
come on. Uh, uh, we we, we, we want a Jesus that doesn't talk about suffering. We, we only want to say that Jesus loves everybody and everything goes and my sin is okay and my life is okay and yeah, I get it, I get it, but that's not, that, that's not faith. Real faith is surrounded by a bloody cross. It's surrounded by the test and the trial, the perseverance of one who's been put into a fire. I'm reminded of a story of a couple that went over to Berlinka, Faso, West Africa, with about 75 people who were in this village. They were missionaries, Ed and Dottie Powell, and they were there to do some translation and literacy work in that area and in that region as being missionaries. While being there, Dottie became ill. She ate some food and because of the heat and the weather and the culture there, her body took a turn for the worse. She began to cry out to God and she prayed a prayer and she said, Lord, what must be done to cure this sickness? What do I need to do? And she said immediately, the Lord responded and he said, just be sick. Ooh. Can you imagine praying a prayer? Your body's ill. You're in a foreign country. They don't have the medicine that you need to heal your body. And the Lord says, while you're here, just be sick. If you really want to know what to do in this season, Dottie, he says, be sick. She makes the decision and she accepts that she's going to be sick in the day after having that prayer and she understands that she's going to be there for a season. She receives a fax that her daughter back in America has gotten some bad news that they cannot locate the heartbeat of the unborn grandbaby that is to be born. She receives that news and she goes into a frantic moment in her life and, and there she is and they get the news and a young man finds a motorbike and he puts her sick on this motorbike and he takes her to the next city where she can get on the phone. By the time she gets to the city, she's sick. She's ill. The Lord says that while you're here, you're going to be sick. She gets on the phone and the doctor says, great news, your daughter and the baby is doing well. She hangs up the phone and, and she says, Lord, can I just get home? I, I really want to be with my family. And she's reminded of her assignment. And she says to the Lord, I, I understand that I want to get home, but I really feel that you want me to stay here. During that time, she could not retain any food. She was sick, they were doing the work. But in the midst of this trial of her being sick, of her going through some pain and some suffering in her life, in this village where people had not been ministered to and they had not received the salvation of Jesus Christ, people started getting saved. 
It is so crazy when we think about faith because faith is that area in your life that has to be living and activated at all times if you and I are really going to experience the true power and likeness of God in our life. If you can do it by yourself, then it's not faith. Come on now. If, if it becomes so easy, then it's not faith. If, if you're operating a business and you wake up in the morning and everything is just goody to shoe you don't have to pray you don't have to believe God I'm going to tell you two things you're probably not working that business out of faith and then you probably need to begin to pray that something is probably getting ready to hit you that you're going to need faith to remain in that business knowing that God wanted Dottie and Ed to stay in that place. She made the choice. What is the moral compass of this story? Where, where am I going with this story? James says to us in verses 2 of chapter number 1, he says that if you really want to have faith, if you really want to say that you are a follower of Jesus Christ and that you are a participant of the miracles, signs, and wonders, he says, consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. And be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces and it's leading to spiritual and maturity and inner peace. Come on now. I, 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 I believe he was saying to Dottie that in this moment you need to consider a way to find joy because you're going to be sick for a little while. You, you, you're getting ready to go through some things in your life. James says, consider it nothing but joy. Verses 2 and 3 speaks to the life of the believer about the importance of working through the test and those various trials that arise in and through our lives. J James says that, that we should consider it nothing but joy. The text is very clear and precise that when one falls into the these various trials that joy should be present. One of the questions that I have to ask is because it seems like that that is a contradicting statement. Uh, I'm in a trial and you're telling me that I should count it with joy. I, I should consider nothing but joy, but I'm in pain. Uh, I'm suffering. I'm, I'm going through some issues in my life, Harp. And, and the Bible says that in this moment, whenever you fall into unexpected, expected, various trials, consider nothing but joy. Come on now. That doesn't feel good. It doesn't sound right. It, it seems to be unfair that God is saying that I'm going to put you in a trial and I want you to find some joy in it. That, 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 don't, that, uh, that, that doesn't sound right. It, it, it doesn't mean well to me that I have to find joy in a moment in my life where I'm hurting. Uh, come on now. I want to have a pity party. But Jane says to us, that we should find joy. 
Come on now, uh, the news of Dottie's uh, daughter and the baby uh, uh, not having a heartbeat and she's sick. And, and the scripture says, consider nothing but finding joy because the baby is going to be well, but you're going to be sick while you're over here. You can't get back to where you're going. So you might as well allow the issue to have its way in your life. But while you're going through, find some joy. Well, well, what, what do you mean? Uh, that Greek word. Word, uh, is translated into kara. Uh, come on now. Uh, according to James 1 and 2, uh, it means uh, that the word is translated to say the cause of or occasion of joy, that which is the cause of joy or reason for gladness. Can I give it to you here? Uh, when you find yourself in various trials, consider finding a reason to be glad. Come on now. A reason to lift your hands, a reason to bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, I will bless his name at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth, but I got an issue, come on now, I'm in the middle of a trial, come on now, I'm in the middle of some foolishness, come on now, my baby's mama's giving me drama, I got child support to pay, and I can't pay it, I can't get my license back now, because they didn't block me come on now I'm going through a divorce come on now I, I got some addictions in my life and it's a trial and James says for the occasion of joy come on now uh, in the various trial find a reason to be glad graves come on now uh, I had to find a reason to be glad Losa. when my girl was dying in my arms when her hair fell out of her head I said baby no 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 you're gonna be rocky and I'm gonna be bullwinkle come on now we had to find a way to laugh our way out of it. We had to find our way to joke through it. Even though she was hurting, even though we were crying at home late in the midnight hour, James says, consider nothing but joy. Come on now, uh, Rev, you got it. Consider nothing but having a reason to find joy in various trials. Come on now, uh, the etymology of trials, uh, that Greek word, uh, pyramos. Come on now, putting to proof uh, by experiment. Come on now, meaning a state of trial in which God brings his people through adversity and affliction in order to encourage and prove their faith and confidence in him. Are you saying that if I am a true believer of God, that God will put adversity in my life, that God will give me a reason to find joy when I'm going through various trials, then you're serving the real God. Hallelujah. But if you've never been through adversity, then I got to check the God that you're talking about because the scripture says here that consider it all joy that when you face various trials, Trials, uh, uh, the pyramos, come on now, that, that Greek word, come on now, adversity, come on now, affliction, that God uses the pyramos, come on now, he uses the kara, the, the joy, come on now, he gives you a reason to
to find joy in various trials in your life. And then he gives you the pyramus. He puts in adversity. He puts affliction. He puts hardship and difficulty to test your faith. Come on now. I want to see if you really love me. I want to see if you're really walking with me. I want to see if you really, really believe that I am the healer. I'm going to keep giving you bad doctor report after report, but you got to find joy when you come out of the doctor. You got to find joy when pain hits your body. You got to find yourself in the confidence of God. The trials of life uh, that we are confronted with are connected to our faith and dependence in God. Knowing that God uses our trials as a means to challenge my faith. Are you saying that you purposely, intentionally give me and put me in places where I have to endure, where I have to find joy in a trial that doesn't feel well to me, in shame and guilt in my life, and you're saying that the adversity is going to give me strength, it's going give me confidence I'm standing here telling you uh, I've been through the fire I've been through the storm I've been through the rain I know what it is to not have food on the table I know what it is to not see bills being paid I know what it is to go through I know what it is to be up one day down the next day and probably not even level to the ground I know what it is to be losing your mind and you just don't know if God is going to be with you but I'm here to tell you that if you could just find joy in the middle of your adversity if you can look joy in the face and say the joy of the Lord is my strength come on now this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it come on now uh, if you could just find a way to lift your hands if you could just find a way to sing a little hymn glory glory hallelujah since I laid my burdens down I feel better so much better since I I laid my burdens down. Come on now. Every round goes higher and higher since I laid my burdens down. Burdens down, Lord. Burdens down, Lord. Since I laid my burdens down. Y'all ain't ready? Cause see, y'all stuck on, y'all stuck on that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, how we love you. That's good. But that ain't got no pain in it. It's easy to sing Yahweh when you ain't got no pain in your life. Uh, uh, come on now. I dare you to get up singing Yahweh when you're headed down to the court and they get ready to take all your money. Uh, I wish you would. You're probably singing, Lord, I need, oh, I need thee every hour. See, y'all ain't ready. Hallelujah. See, we didn't got away from that real church. Hallelujah. We didn't make worship pretty. We didn't make worship so extravagant that there has no pain. It has no adversity. It doesn't look like affliction. You come to church and they got all the screens and everybody walking around. You taking selfies in the middle of worship. You ain't got no struggle in your life when you got a phone in your hand and your bills ain't paid and your mind is going crazy. Oppressing, depressing, suicide, crack addicts, murder happening in the city and we just running around here acting like nothing happened 
I'm here to question, are we really serving a God that puts trials in my life? A God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that can give me all the money that I need, but it can't pay for my sickness, hallelujah. All the money that I need, but my money can't put my family back together. All the happiness that I have, but it can't give me the joy that I need. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Ah, the faith, the test of faith will try you in moments of various trials. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on now. Uh, the trials of life. We're confronted with it. But secondly, James says that after we consider and take on the various trials in our life and, and, and the gladness that we should, in verse number three, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual and maturity and inner peace. First James says, come on now, consider it nothing but joy whenever you fall into various trials. Uh, come on now, the, the, the kara, the joy, come on now, the, the, the pyramos, the, the trial, the adversity. But then he says, be assured. How the heck am I going to be assured? And you've already told me that I'm going to be in a trial. I'm getting ready to stay here for the next three years of my life. Uh, uh, I'm getting ready to go through this thing. I got to go through it. But he says, if you could just be assured that the testing of your faith, uh, I, I probably didn't give y'all the title of my message, but the title is, it's time to take the test. Come on now. It, it's time to walk in the exam room, sit down at the table, and get ready to take the test. He says, be assured that the testing of your faith does what? Uh, the testing of your faith through experience will produce endurance that leads to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Uh, 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 wait, 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 hold on. You, you're saying that I got to go through all of this and then the testing of my faith uh, will start working for me. Uh, I believe God is saying, I want to put the affliction, I want to bring adversity, I want to put you in the middle of a trial, and then I want to test your faith. Hallelujah. It seems a little backwards. It seems that God would test my faith, and then he would put me in the middle of the trial because he knows that I'm already strong. He knows that I already love him. He knows that I'm never going to stop giving. He knows that I'm not going to lose my commitment. Commitment. But James says, uh, before the testing of your faith uh, through your experience can produce endurance, uh, uh, the maturity and the inner peace, uh, you've got to accept that you're already in a trial. Come on now. I'm already in a storm. I, I can't see my way out. I can't feel my way out. I can't find my way out. I can't seem like I'm praying my way out. I haven't been able to worship my way out. But be assured baby that the testing your experience come on now your testimony come on now uh, your worship come on now your tears come on now will produce the endurance that will mature you and grant you the inner peace that is needed in your life I'm reminded of a story that occurred in the life of my late spiritual father Bishop Bill McKinney uh, he was a man of faith he said he woke up and God said I need you to go 
go to Haiti. Uh, and if you know anything about Bishop Bill McKinney, uh, he was crazy enough to do it. Uh, he picked up his family, all of his family, all seven of his kids and mama. Y'all know Lady Bishop. And they walking through the mall and they walking, buying all their clothes and buying all of this. And mama saying, well, well how are we going to get there? I don't know. God said, go. They show up to the airport. They got the flight, but they ain't got no money. What? Who shows up to an airport, luggage, seven kids, and your wife saying, the Lord told me to go to Haiti. Come on now, consider it nothing but joy when various trials hit your life, but be assured that the testing of your faith. Come on now, uh, come on now. The trial was that he had to endure the embarrassment of walking up to the ticket agent and say, I don't have no money, but the Lord told me to go. If you know anything about Bishop Neil McKinney, he was loud about his faith. God said, do it. Uh, come on, mama, God said, do it. And they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. And after waiting, somebody comes up in the airport and pays the airfare. That don't sound right. Uh, uh, I'm not telling y'all to go do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm probably going to be at home laughing at you like, baby, you need to just take your time. It's COVID right now. Uh, there's the Delta strand right now. You probably need to stay at home. But God is crazy enough to speak faith in your mind. And as he speaks faith in your mind, like Bishop Bill McKinney, he stepped out on a word that he had from God. And because he stepped out on the word, James comes to remind him, consider it nothing but joy, Bill. I know that you're in a trial right now. I know that you're going through right now. I ain't got the money. Come on now. But endurance. Come on now. It was his endurance that caused a miracle to happen in his life. When you think about the text. Come on now. The testing of our faith. Come on now. Produces the God kind of endurance. Learned experience. Come on now. Uh, experiencing God is a good teacher. Come on now. Uh, whether it's bad. Whether it's good. It's a good teacher because it's going to test your faith. It's going to build confidence. Come on now. Some of y'all are sitting in here and God has become a convenient God. Come on now. Uh, you pray when you feel like it. Hallelujah. You depend on it when you feel like it because you ain't in a trial. But I'm here to tell you, baby, one's getting ready to hit your life. Hallelujah. And I guarantee, hallelujah, you're going to call on the name of Jesus. You will lift up your head and you will call his name out. Why? Because he's that tired of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith is not a convenience. Come on now. Faith is an attribute of God that inconveniences you and I. I'm talking about real faith. Come on now. Uh, that, that faith that will cause people to laugh at you. That, that faith that will cause people to talk about you. Uh, 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 the faith that produces the God kind of endurance that, that allows God to, to, to give us strength and grace to push forward. Having the will and the patience to see a thing through. Come on now. By allowing the fruit of endurance to be reflected in one's life. Uh, this generation now they quit uh, when it 
everything gets hard, they quit. Uh, they quit the job after two months. Uh, they quit the marriage. Uh, they get a divorce, hallelujah, but they go and sleep with somebody else before the divorce has the ink on it. I'm talking about this generation. It's crazy. It's whacked up. Why? Because they don't know how to persevere. They don't know how to fight. Why? Because the systems have changed. You can get everything on your phone, hallelujah. You can get it all on your phone. You can make your doctor's appointment. You can do this. You can do that. And why? Because everything is at your disposal. You don't have to really pray anymore. They build a prayer for you every morning in your Bible. Hallelujah. You don't even have to know the books of the Bible anymore because they give you a little chart that shows you how to find your way through the Bible. I remember that you had to know the books of the Bible. I remember when we were in the car riding down to Alabama, you had to have a Bible quiz. And if you didn't know the Bible quiz, you was getting a whooping. You was going to get in trouble. You were going to be the devil was going to be rebuked out of your life. Are you serious? You don't know Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy? You ask the kids now, well, you know, they don't have to know it because the devil is a lie. That's why they're out here selling drugs. That's why they're telling you to shut up at the age of 12. That's why they're teaching our children that your son ain't a man and he don't know that he's a man. And you sitting there talking about, well, you know, that's just how the world is. The devil is a lie. God ain't never made a mistake about who you are. God told you who you were. God created you with power and authority. I know it might seem offensive but we're in a various moment of trials with our children and what are we going to do are we going to give up or are we going to run away from the school system the devil is a lie I wish my young men and I wish my nephews would grow up thinking that they're a female I wish they would grow up the devil is a lie you're a man and God created you to be a man you're a woman and God created you to be a woman yeah you might have some issues but God created you to be who you are y'all better stay with me and if they come after me, y'all better stay with me. Because see, I'm up here preaching, but then when they hit the Facebook, uh, we're going to see what y'all saying, because it's going to hit the stream tomorrow. The devil is a lie. Come on, Rev, stay with me now. Come on now. I'm talking to your generation now. My children are gone, but I'm talking about the next generation, uh, my little daughter. I'm talking about these children right now. Fathers, you got to raise your sons. Fathers, you got to raise your children. Fathers, you got to be strong. You got to be strong, and you cannot give in to the system that says that we are going to train your children. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. If I gotta homeschool them, if you gotta pull your kid out of school and homeschool them so that they can be educated and you can teach them what it is to have trial, what it is to go through things in their life. My children didn't know what it looked like when their mama came down with cancer. They said that God forsaken us because God said he would heal your body. Then why do you need to take the chemo? Then why do you need to go through this? We had to teach them that it's just a trial, that it's just for a moment but I'm gonna be all right ah the devil is a lie I'm gonna be all right I ain't gonna die I believe the report of the Lord that I shall live and not die I'm talking good stuff right now ah my children were messed up they were damaged in their minds because they didn't understand what a real struggle looked like they didn't understand watching their mother limp in the house they didn't understand why she lost her hair they didn't understand why she lost 
lost her fingernails and while she was going through things in her life but she kept saying if y'all can just watch me I'm going to show y'all how to trust God I'm going to show you how to make it through a trial I'm going to show you what endurance looks like I'm going to show you what faith looks like because God made a promise to my daddy that I would live and not die my daddy prayed the prayer over me that I should live all the days of my life Ah, hallelujah 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 won't he will hallelujah I said won't he will hallelujah I said won't he will hallelujah when it gets dark you gotta endure when it gets hard you gotta press when it gets dark you gotta keep on fighting you can't throw in the towel because God is still God God still lives God still heals God still does miracles God, get ready, get ready, get ready. God, I feel a breaking, I feel a breaking, I feel breakthrough. God, God, hallelujah. Hey, think about it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Church all quiet now. We don't preach Jesus no more. We don't talk about the blood. We don't talk about sin. We don't talk about the real issues in your life. Oh, it's just nice and quiet. Everybody's in a connect group and we're just going along. But people still killing themselves. Our young men are still walking around here shooting other young men. Hallelujah. What are we doing? We're in a trial. But God says that if the church would just endure. Endure. Come on, Jay. Endure. If you would just endure. I rebuke the spirit that wants to be mad. The preacher can't preach no more. Because cancel culture want to cancel me out. But the devil is alive. You ain't serving God if you don't have a trial. You ain't served God until you went through suffering. You haven't served God until you lost something in your life that means everything to you. And the only person that can fix it is God and he probably never comes back to fix it. You just gotta live with it. You gotta endure. Come on, you gotta endure. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on. Oh, Rabba, Shekete Rabba. Erebo Shete Rabba, Darabba. Erebo Shete Rabba, Dorabba, Katarebe, Keterebe. Erebo Sandorabba. Power of God. I got so much here, but I got to save it for next week. James says, consider it nothing but joy, the kara. Consider a reason to be glad. Remember when my girl came home. 
And we sat on the bed. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning. She was in so much pain. And I was trying to take the pain away. And the Lord came to me, Nan, and he said, you can't take it away. It's going to be here for a while. So just walk with her. said, just walk with her. That's why we love him. Because he teaches us how to walk with him. He teaches us how to stay with him. Oh, how we love you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands. Oh, how we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Look at the trial that you're in. You have grace to endure. You've got the grace to walk through it. He's only testing your faith so that when you come out, you'll be strong. You'll be mature. You'll be able to help somebody else. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just worship him. Come on, come on. to consider joy in the moment of trial in my life. And yes. As I'm learning, God, I just want to feel that you're going to stay close to me because this is new to me and I'm, I'm trying to find my way in. I, I really want to give you my life. But Lord, I just don't know what to do. Can I tell you? All you got to do right where you are, if you're here today or watching virtually, just simply say, Lord, come into my heart.
Lord, save me. I ask that you forgive me of all of my sin. I acknowledge that you died on the cross and you were buried and you rose again and, and that you desire to be my Lord and my Savior. I give you my life. It's very simple. Come on. If you're here today and you just need the Lord to touch you in whatever way, I, I just want you to raise your hand if you can. Whatever it is, whatever the trial may be, and you, you just need encouragement to, to locate the joy, to, to locate a reason, the kara, to, to understand that it is the testing of your faith that is going to produce your endurance. I, I just want you to raise your hand if you need a touch. If you're simply just looking for a church home and you're looking for a place, where the Lord can minister to you and you want to join here I, I want you to raise your hand hallelujah